0: This is the CHGO Podcast, presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. I am Kevin Kadek. This is day seven of the action here at CHGO. Hope you've been enjoying things. I've been having a blast, and it's uh, due in large part to not only the guys here, but but all the great effort here at at CHGO. Here today with Adam Hogue. Luke Stuckmeyer and Herb Lawrence. This is kind of our Voltron show. We talk about Chicago Ooh. sports and kind of just what's going on and, and you know, put away our, our really deep dives into our individual beats and just have a good time for an hour. Today, we are talking Aaron Rodgers in Chicago sports enemies, uh, but let's get started first talking about the big news of the week here in Chicago, even though it involves a Green Bay Packer. Hmm. Aaron Rodgers is back. Herb, does that make you sad or glad? I'm very happy. Happy. Having
1: the best player, best quarterback, I believe, in the history of the game. I know you guys are Tom Brady people, whatever. I think he plays the position better than any other quarterback has ever played the position. If he was on those Tom Brady teams in New England, he would have won Super Bowls. Besides that, you need the Bears to see a beacon. You need them to see, hey, that's the gold standard. Yeah, We don't want to win by default. We don't want to win by eight and eight records. We see Justin Fields needs to see, okay, he's the four-time MVP, how do I get there? I'll see him play. I need to match his effort. So it's great to have a a person there like Aaron Rodgers, even though he's a jerk. Yeah. And he'll kill the Bears forever. Wait, he's a jerk? He's one I had of the no worst idea. people of all yeah. time. But he is the standard at quarterback, in my opinion. So you need to have that type of goal set for Justin Fields to look at
2: that and say, That's where I need to be. I just, appreciate just don't be that. a jerk. Yeah. I appreciate what you're saying, Herb, although I think at this point they don't need to see it anymore. Like, the Bears and Bears fans have certainly already decided that he's the best quarterback that's ever been in this competition, for sure. Like, they don't need to lose 62 times for them to realize (laughs) it. They don't need him to come out and discount and double-check five more times in the next game. They know what the bar is. And I don't know that Justin Fields is ever getting there. I'd just appreciate if he'd get there somewhere, like, in the ballpark. Like, get, get somewhere close to Aaron Rodgers and Bears fans be happy. I I do you do want to beat the best and that'll make it satisfying. You don't want to have that hey the Bears get there and then everybody's just still saying, well yeah, you only got there because Aaron Rodgers had retired. Yeah. I yeah. I get that part of it, but I do think they already know what the, what the bar has been set at and it's Aaron Rodgers.
3: Yeah, I'm glad because uh, as you guys know, I don't get to cover a lot of great quarterback play. <laughs> um so to be able to see Aaron Rodgers twice a year in person is uh is a treat yeah. and um you know, I, I he's just so good. He, he, you you can hate him all you want. He is a jerk. I've uh, longtime listeners um I know that I call him good Jay Cutler because that's what he is. He's he's basically Jay Cutler off the field. Um on the field, he's way way better. And the fact that he is chasing and could end his career with the you know the greatest. Uh, touchdown inter- to interception ratio, especially in the last, like, five years. He just doesn't turn the ball over anymore. So it's a very selfish answer, but I'm happy I still get to watch him twice a year and he didn't go to the AFC.
0: Yeah, I'm very conflicted. I think it's always awesome, especially for what we do, to have that really big anti-hero. And he's really kind of made a villain turn this past year. I think there was a begrudging respect here in Chicago for him. Uh, Because he was so talented, and I even think you know we had talked maybe about the possibility: could Aaron Rodgers ever become a Chicago Bear? What would that look like? Could you know when Brett Favre went and became a Minnesota Viking? Could it be the same sort of dynamic? And I think maybe we talked ourselves into you know that'd be great. You know now we're looking at he's a Packer again for four more years, and we know all the stats: twenty-three and five against the Chicago Bears since two thousand eight. Hasn't thrown an interception since that Bears clincher of the NFC North in 2018. I thought maybe, we thought maybe that was really the time the Bears were going to get over the hump. It wasn't. In the last four games, Aaron Rodgers has had three, four touchdown games against the Bears. So he's, he's really posting big numbers, and I think we're, we're kind of maybe hoping that this $200 million contract he's disputing that we, we're not exactly sure what the number is at but we're hoping that maybe okay tilts the balance of power the Packers won't be able to compete how, how like how do you look at that Adam is this really going to be an albatross on on the Packers books
3: well it could work out in the Bears favor if they can finally fix their offense you know there's and this is more of a general look at all these games I've covered in recent years between these two teams, but typically the Bears are able to slow him down a little bit. Maybe not so much the last couple of years those games have gotten a little out of hand. but um, you know, there, there was a there was a stretch there where the Bears' defense could slow him down, and then he would just kill you with, like, that dagger in the fourth quarter after you played him so well for three quarters. All of a sudden, like I think about the 2018 game um, to start the season at Lambeau Field where, like, really the Bears had contained him for most of the game, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, here's a 50-yard bomb, here's a 50-yard bomb. Um, And the problem in those games is just the Bears could not keep up offensively. So I, I think you can at least get into a spot if you could fix the offense where there's certainly gonna be holes on that Green Bay Packers team going forward with these cap there issues. Have been. Those cat yeah, there already have been. He covers up a lot of them offensively. You know, guys like Marquez Valdez, Scantley, Alan Lazard, like these are just guys at wide receiver. Exactly. Um, Aaron Jones is a little bit better at running back, but there's been a long time. They went through a long stretch before Aaron Jones got there where they really didn't have running they didn't really have a running game for, for a long time under Mike McCarthy. So there's gonna continue to be holes on that on that team. It's just he covers up so many of them that it's – that's what makes – but I think that's why they end up losing in the playoffs, really, because you do have to have more than just a quarterback in the
2: playoffs. That's, that's the one beauty is getting to watch him lose in the playoffs. <laughs> I will say, like, I didn't hate Aaron Rodgers, and, and hate's a tough word, but I didn't despise Aaron Rodgers as much yeah. as I do now, and really it was the fans thing in the corner. Like, for me – that, that set it over the edge. Like, we all know you're you're beating up on the Bears your entire career. There's never been a Bears game where they don't put your record at the top and then run down the list of all the other quarterbacks that have played for the Bears. Every single game they play, they always have that. But that kind of crossed the line for me, and I I thought it was interesting that former bears were really ticked off by it. But the
3: problem Luke, ticked off by it. was that not enough current players were ticked off right. by it. Yes. You know, like and that's where the response you, you know, yeah, I think you should have had Matt Nagy get to the podium and like condemn that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Or and and obviously we don't necessarily know it was addressed in the team meetings and things like that, but the, you know, there just wasn't enough opposition to what he did. Because it should have ticked you off. I don't know if it necessarily crossed the line because it was true, but it should have crossed the line if you were a player. Like, you should have taken that personally, and I think some maybe did, but there wasn't enough pushback to that, and they sure as hell didn't show it when they went to Lambeau later in the season. I mean, it's punking you on your own
1: field, in front of your fans, and mostly saying it to your fans. You should have a response to that. As you said, there should have been somebody, Roquan Smith, anybody on that defense, just like, we're not having that. Say what you want. Beat us on the field, but punching down and talking to our fans like that, unacceptable. We need Someone to, could have gotten in his face in the moment, yeah, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. we need it, to. I mean, maybe they didn't really see it because we right, heard it maybe. on the broadcast, yeah. but I just think that Aaron Rodgers, no matter what, if he has Jordy Nelson, if he has Randall Cobb, if those wide receivers and those tight ends keep on going, it doesn't matter. He's the GOAT. He will make that work. Now Devontae's coming back because they have a franchise tag on him. MVS is probably going to be gone. They'll find number two. Lazar will be number two now. Or then they'll have somebody else like Geronimo Allison a couple of years ago got on fire for a couple of years um, <laughs> in line. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. The guy is all football. He All he cares about is football, and he gets these guys in shape. And If you're not in shape, you're going to be shipped out immediately. And if, if the GM ship you out, like he – what do had have, the uh, – the friendship with that tight end. Um, I forgot his name, uh, Kumaro and they shipped him out and he was pissed at the GMs and he was pissed at the Packers for that. Now they know like, Hey, Aaron's the GM. We're going to give him the, the, the choice to pick the players because we don't want that whole saga again because we know if Aaron goes away, green Bay goes away. That's simple as it has happened. That's why green Bay acquiesced to what he wants. Cause
2: he's awesome. The path to the super bowl with him for green Bay is pretty clear. Like it, when you look at now Russell Wilson going to AFC West and you look at some of the teams that are in the AFC, you're like, well, he should <laughs> be luck. pretty glad he's staying in the NFC because if there's an easier path to getting to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. he's got it. And I I just can't swallow that. I know you want to play the best guy, and I know we want to cover the best guy, but for me, I don't see how the current Bears team beats him next season. They don't. I, they don't. So, all right, so it's 62, 63, Ugh. more, more – throwing it in our face in the stands. Is it one more year after that before he? Well,
0: I, I will say this. You, you've now extended the possibility that Aaron Rodgers will see the Bears at least eight more times, up to eight times. Who knows what will happen health-wise. We really need the Bears to really come up and, and slay the dragon once and for all, at least with Brett Favre, for as much uh, as much as he killed the Bears. We still got that final moment up in Minnesota – at the at the Gopher Stadium, Corey <laughs> Wooten just driving him in, ending yeah. his career. You know, that was at least at least we got that. I, I need the Bears to, to at least sweep one of these. You know, get in that position.
3: Well, I'll tell you one one guy though who I who I. No will be motivated to do something about that. And that's the Bears quarterback, Justin Fields. Hope so, yeah. Like I think I only asked him one question this year that he probably really hated, like really did not appreciate. <laughs> yeah. And that was when I compared the Bears-Packers rivalry to Ohio State, Michigan. And I said, The problem here though is that you're Michigan, right? <laughs> like you're you're the team. And this was before they played this year, by the way, the Ohio State, Michigan game. Um it, you know, the Bears are the Michigan in this rivalry. And as a buckeye, I Pretty sure he did not appreciate that, but also, like, that's the response you want him to have, right? You want him to be like, wait a minute, like, I don't want to be Michigan in this rivalry. Like, let's go do something about that. So, um, you know, he's obviously nowhere near to Aaron Rodgers' level as a player at this point. He definitely has a lot of talent. And um if, if, if that's your leader that starts to take it personally, as we've been talking about here, who doesn't appreciate what he said to the fans in the corner in, in your own building, then that can go a long way.
0: And that's just great to hear because I think all the time, whether it's the Packers, Bears, Red Wings, Blackhawks, uh, Cardinals, Cubs, we hear P- the, the players pay lip service to that rivalry. And you hear those things and you say, okay, yeah, but not really. You don't hate those teams as much as we do. You haven't sat through these, these rivalries for decades. You're here for five or six years so to hear Justin Fields really take that to heart and and apply some of that Michigan, Ohio State uh, hatred to me is encouraging. I mean, that is exactly what it is. That's a great thing. And Justin, while
1: I was watching those uh, press conferences, Justin Fields didn't like a lot of questions. He was just like quick answers, quick answers, quick answers. And I'm sure he took that to heart. He's like, oh, this son of a bitch. Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. A team up north. But yes, fans take these things personally. There's a lot of Packers fans down here, and they're talking a lot of mess to these Bears fans. <laughs> yeah, and, and remember when Aaron Rodgers lost and the Packers yeah. lost in the playoffs? That was like the Bears winning the Super Bowl, just <laughs> dunking on Aaron awesome. Rodgers. Yeah, it was oops, the
0: best stage.
2: Everywhere. For Bears fans. Bears yep. Yep.
0: I'll tell you one thing though. I walked to the bus stop. Uh, my neighbor is a huge Packers fan. I walked the day after he signed. I said, "You got you're married for another four years. What do you think of that? And you thought you were getting out of this, and he's like, "Man, I, I just wish he would have went to Denver. I I I don't want to deal <laughs> with this drama oh, anymore. Oh, there are a lot fans of Packers have fans, had enough, you'd be surprised. There, there,
3: there is a um, a very like I, it's definitely not the majority, but there's there's maybe even like a third of Packer fans <laughs> yes. that are kind of fed up with the guy and uh, how yeah. he's ha- how, especially how he handled last off season. And then I think a lot of people also were turned off by the the vaccine stuff this year and and. It's enough, as crazy as it sounds, that there was a subset of Green Bay Packer fans who were like, "No, it's time to move on."
0: I'm shocked that that relationship hasn't soured because you're Aaron Rodgers and you've been to one Super Bowl, and that's you, part of it. Like how, like how is this still a marriage? I don't, I don't really get it. Because they know it's held up by him. The Packers yes. are held up by him. Like, but why is why is why is Aaron still there? I don't know. Huh? Why is Aaron Rodgers still there? Well, because he's well, good. I mean, <laughs> I mean, million, I think yeah, he can like, make his most money there. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. without the Packers
1: being willing to trade a bunch of draft picks to or. The oh, you mean, way, why is he staying there right. instead of leaving? Right. I mean, yeah. that's money. his best way. That's his best way to make his most money. Like going to Denver, there's no guarantee there. Mm. Then the pressure's on Aaron Rodgers to win a Super Bowl. 100%. They're a team ready to win. If they're in Green Bay, you could just coast, win the NFC North again, yeah. get beat in the playoffs again. And everybody's like, yeah, we're great. <laughs> oh, man. Well, at least we're not the Bears. The Bears still suck. <laughs> exactly they're just gonna be happy but i couldn't believe like would they want jordan love to be the quarterback i knew that was a mistake when they made the pick and they kind of compared it to the aaron Rodgers situation like no aaron was the number one quarterback with him and alex smith in his draft he just helped him remember that
0: that draft night we 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 celebrated we thought oh aaron Rodgers is getting this thrown into his face and now two years later it's like he's still here i mean they they would
1: have traded that first i think they would have traded aaron Rodgers if jordan love was any good yes
2: they although, they turned on Brett Favre at the end. Mm-hmm. People were like, "Well, Brett, you know it's near the end." And, and I know personally know some Packer fans that were like, they were ready for Aaron Rodgers to take over, and they were upset that Brett could even consider going to play for the Vikings. Like, yeah. so it's not stunning, which is also for me another reason why this whole contract thing with Aaron Rodgers made him look really, really bad. All the other things. He watched it happen and he was the beneficiary the first time around. And then the second time around, when it's his turn after all these years, now he's angry about the process the Packers are gonna go with. And it's like, dude, they did it for you. I but think there's they're much, chilling, but, they're not gonna do it but again. The big key difference, yeah. Jordan loves bad.
3: Yes. But that and, and so that's where he know he knew in this situation he had all the leverage. Um, you know, and maybe he didn't know that right away when they first made the pick. Right. But One key difference in this whole thing is Aaron Rodgers actually got to play a few games when Brett Favre was still there, and he looked pretty darn good. Mm -hmm. Jordan Loves played in one game, one regular season game. That offense, didn't they get completely shut out in that game? Yeah, and we got to
1: remember, at that time, Favre was talking about retirement, like, each year. Like, so the Packers got to be like, okay, we're going to call your bluff on one of these times. (laughs) Aaron Rodgers is far superior to what... Brett Favre was at that time. And he's never been talking really about retirement in the public scape. And with Jordan Love, they didn't draft an offensive playmaker for Aaron Rodgers in his whole career, in the first round. Not one. And they, when they finally do, they draft his replacement. That's when the That's feud started. Exactly. Yes. I would be pissed too. Like, give me a wide receiver. Give me a tight end. Give me a guy that is a bona fide star and I'll work with him, and I'll make him a pro bowler. I'll make him a Hall of Famer. Think about all the people he's worked with. Would you call any of the wide receivers or any of the tight ends he's worked with Hall of Famers? I mean, Jordy Nelson's not a Hall of Famer. Greg Jennings not a Hall of Famer. They got half of Jimmy Graham. I mean, maybe Devontae Adams eventually yeah. will be a yeah, Hall of Famer. probably. Jimmy Graham might be a Hall of Famer, probably yes. a Hall of Famer. But he sure. didn't play very well with the Green Bay Packers. I mean, right Ad- right Adams is the best Yeah. The best so player, like, you know, He's, he's doing all this work with second,
0: third, fourth rounders. It's very admirable. That's what good quarterbacks do, do, though. I mean, Tom Brady, you know, has you know, outside of Randy Moss and, and Gronk. Um, do you see, over these next four years, is it you pencil on the Packers atop the next four, um, or can any of the, the three NFC North teams bubble up and, and really make a big play, and not even counting the Bears, but can the Lions or Vikings get there?
3: Well, um <laughs> I mean, they certainly are the favorite, the Packers. Obviously, they clearly have the best quarterback in the division. But, you know, I do think that these cap issues are going to continue to be issues. I I think, you know, the the thing that's different, the thing that really hurt the Bears last year was the pandemic and the fact that for the first time in almost a decade, the cap went down. Um, I don't necessarily think that's going to happen going forward, so... The Packers are operating under that assumption going forward. The Bears were too. No one saw a worldwide pandemic coming, and that really, really hurt the fact that they were kicking the can down the road with so many contracts. So the Packers will have that luxury that – I mean, I guess it could happen again, but it, I, I, I think that even if this thing does bubble up again, everyone's learned their lessons enough that you know the league can go on and – um, that probably won't happen. So they're probably going to be fine. They're probably going to be the the favorite. I think the Bears are are probably in the best position to maybe challenge that just because they, they have Justin Fields. And I think we're going to see the Vikings here move on from Kirk Cousins. Jared Goff's not getting it done in Detroit. So it's just who's going to be able to challenge them enough in this division. I don't necessarily have that answer right now. Yeah, I'm not uh, doing a homer thing, but – the Bears have
1: the best chance to dethrone the Packers in the four years that Aaron Rodgers has signed for. I mean, we've had GMs and coaches change in each of the other teams in the last year and a half. Like, every single team, because of the Packers dominance in the MC North, is like, you guys are all out of here. We're cleaning house. And like he said, Kirk Cousins is a above-average quarterback. They're going to be saying goodbye to him in Minnesota because he's probably the hottest trade commodity right now. That's going to be another... Rebuilding thing out there in Minnesota, we have the best shot because I think we have the best quarterback besides Aaron Rodgers in the division. If, I
3: think Jared Goff is. What if the Vikings yeah. uh, go out and get Deshaun Watson though? Well, then
2: <sighs> they're they're second. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but they'll
1: be second. But will he be in jail? I
3: don't think Deshaun Watson should be playing NFL football for a long time. Is Deshaun Watson in jail better than Kirk Cousins? Not. In jail. Yes, <laughs> they let him out. Like work release program,
1: plays on Sundays, yeah. goes right back in. I mean, I'm a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. I'm kidding. He's he's all right. He just doesn't win. Like, he's just uh, This He's crazy. He's like the fifth-best quarterback in the
3: NFC right now. Is he, though?
1: I mean, he is, but, like— that do, yes, did you say? Would you— Let's see. Would you want Kirk Cousins instead of Justin Fields going forward? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. no, no. I'm no. just, I am
3: just <laughs> I just meant that, like, in terms of how bad the quarterbacks are in the NFC right yeah, now. Yeah, but you would take Aaron Rodgers over
1: Justin Fields right now going oh, forward? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. seeing— That's what I'm saying. Like, Kirk Cousins— He'll just win you enough games just so you could be mediocre. Yeah, yeah. That's what he did in
2: Washington. That's what he does in Minnesota. He'll do that in Carolina, or wherever he gets traded to. The Bears have the second best chance right now, but really the best chance is Aaron Rodgers being hurt. That's 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 the number one chance. So let's say he's healthy for four years. The only chance the Bears have is a lot of question marks going correctly. Number one. Justin Fields would have to be a star. Number two, their coach would have to be good. Number three, their GM would have to be good. Number four, they'd have to find a wide – I mean, like, you can go down the – like, Hmm. there's a lot of question marks. A lot of things have to go right if Aaron Rodgers stays healthy for the Bears to even scratch at their door a little bit the next four years. Let's be honest. Like, it's just true.
0: All those things will happen. Sure. No question.
2: Well, it's almost St. Patrick's Day. Why not? (laughs) A little luck wouldn't hurt. All right. Hey, the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use the CHGO code when you sign up. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You're even going to get a free dope shirt of your choice from the CHGO dope shirt. locker. Dope shirt. Hashtag dope merch. Any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com. We'll help you out. And remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature. It's live NBA same-game parlays. For the first time ever, build the perfect live same-game parlay only with points bet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game, and you can sign up now online in Illinois. Signing up with the fastest sportsbook is now easier than ever. Start living your bet life in seconds. I did it. It took less than, like, honestly, less than five minutes for sure. Use the CHGO code to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
1: And Luke, speaking of CHGO, we have podcasts every day for all the teams, the Bears, Sox, Cubs, Bulls, and Blackhawks. And speaking of those last two teams, they have post-game shows, pre- and post-game shows I watched the Bulls post-game show last night with Matt Peck, Big Dave, and Will Gottlieb. Awesome. You guys should be tuning in every show. Hit the notifications bell on your YouTube. Hit the notifications bell on Twitter. Premium written content from guys like Adam Hogue, my guy Vinny Duberg, doing the White Sox, and dope merch. And dope merch. Oh, man. Dope merch. The dopest of merch. <laughs> I feel old, too. Like, we're both old, too. Yeah. You're,
3: you're kind of old, and you're a young guy here. You can it. I, I, I'm not. You're the, younger, you're the younger Yo, yeah. I I hurt my back in the middle of the night last night picking up my baby. Like <laughs> it's it's
2: it's starting to de- deteriorate. Did you here. do it like sneezing, like Sammy? Hey, that that's not a funny thing. I've done that <laughs> multiple times where that's you reach back and yeah. you're like. Know every time I think you know what I misjudge Sammy on that because my back's killing me now. And I will point out also, not only me, the oldest guy here, I'm the shortest guy. It's like we got the giants down at one end another giant on the other side. No, and I'm, then I'm, <laughs> I'm sawed off. You look guys at are this. Jets. I'm barely getting up to the microphone. I feel like i got to jump man. up to reach the microphone. My my grandpa feet, Stucky, little old Luke. My yeah. feet barely reach no, no, the no. ground. Well, I used ten. to be taller, but now I'm shrinking.
1: Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I don't know. All right, let's do All some right. drafting, right? <laughs> <laughs> before, before I do that, let me just give you, you got to get a free shirt and become a member. A free shirt, a dope merch, and then a members-only Discord. You're going to be invited to. You can talk to me, Luke Stuckmeyer, maybe even Adam Hogue, and Kevin will chime in once in a while. So. Go there right now, allchgo.com. Become a member.
0: Cool. All right, we're doing some drafting. We'll try to do a lot of these drafts on the CHGO podcast, which we will hold every Thursday. It's kind of the Voltron of podcasts where we we talk. So we led with Aaron Rodgers' talk, and I thought what better way than to do an all-time Chicago sports enemies draft. (coughs) Mm -hmm. And I actually called the field field here to 16 of the people I've most hated in my life as a Chicago sports fan. I want you guys to try and pick the most evil team. Mm -hmm. The only rule here is that you have to have one from each sport. Mm. And you guys can look at the field there. Got our man, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, Charles Martin, and the only Mm -hmm. Chicago athlete on this list, Cody Parkey. NBA's LeBron James, John Starks, Isaiah Thomas, and Grayson Allen. So we've got a, a little topical entrant there. Major League Baseball is Yachty Molina, Ryan Braun, Albert Bell, who is a Chicago athlete, and Joe West. And the NHL, <laughs> we've got the Sedin Twins, Raffi Torres, Chris Pronger, and Dino Cicerelli. Herb, I think you're up first on our, our draft board. We're going to do a little bit of a snake draft here. Okay. Lawrence, can you cue up the, the graphic?
2: All right. Boy, there's a lot of honorable mentions that could have gone on that list, right? Oh, yeah. I know you scaled back the list. but We did. There's no Red Wings. I mean, mean, could have really gone through there. Yeah.
1: There's no more person that's more evil to me than Brett Favre. I mean, sending unsolicited picks to a young female reporter is detestable. And what he did to the Bears during his career was also bad. Um, So, I go, my first pick is Brett Favre. He's a terrible dude. I do not like him, and I think that Aaron Rodgers is much better of a quarterback and person than he is. Brett Favre, first what, off the board. What the hell is he doing here?
2: Yep. Yeah, It's a good pick. Hate him. I detest him every day.
0: Look, in Chicago, the enemy number one, particularly in the past 30 years, is Packers quarterback. I don't think there's really anyone else uh, that could really go off the board more than him, so I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers – and number two, and we don't need to go into any more detail because we just did for 20 minutes.
3: Now, can I um, – do we have – we don't have to go all NFL here in the first no, round. No, right? yeah. pick, We anywhere. just got to pick one for me. Right, 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 Got it. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to go back to my childhood here um, and and pick the guy I would have taken number one overall, John Starks. Wow, can't that's I mean unme-
2: how did he fall to three? You
3: know, anybody yeah, anybody <laughs> who says otherwise, it's recency <laughs> bias. You're forgetting the nineties. You do not understand how much this guy was a villain. Uh it's detestable that he ever played for five minutes on the Chicago Bulls. That's like the mayor was Mayor Daly probably at that time should have vetoed yep. that somehow, said nope, not allowed, can't do that, pass some law to make sure that couldn't happen. John Starks, wow. he would have been my number one overall pick. That's
2: huge. He's he had the of anybody on that list, like Aaron Rodgers has the ponytail that kind of drives me crazy. He just gives you that smug look. But John Starks had that face that you just wanted to punch. punch. Every, <laughs> time, every time he came up on the screen, he had kind of like puffy cheeks. Like you just wanted to punch your TV a little bit and get him off of it. He, he's up on that list for sure. You oh, got man. two picks, Luke. Two picks. Well, right, You know, I don't wow. like that part. but uh, Snake draft. See, I think the NBA list is strong, and so I don't, I'm not going to go there right away because I could go any of those, and I could add a few like yeah. Reggie Miller and be happy with that too. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the baseball part's tough because you're choosing for a different fan base. As a Cubs fan, I'll go Yadier Molina. Can't right. stand the guy. Ooh. Can't stand Yadier Molina as a Cubs fan, and, and there's a good list of guys there. So I'll go Yadi there. And I have to go Rafi Torres for the Blackhawks fans. What a scumbag player he is in his career. Like you can't you can't find me somebody that's like, oh, Rafi Torres is my favorite player. Yeah. He's just a dirt bag. Yeah. You know, he's not even good. He's just a thug. I was I was up in the uh,
0: three hundred level the night that he took Marion Hosa out of his skates. And right. from however many feet away that is, it was just like Wow, that's the dirtiest hit I've ever seen in my life. yeah, in and personor, yeah,
2: and two one of the cleanest, nicest, best players in NHL history, just like yeah. and, and, a good guy.
0: and Hosa wasn't right for a long while after that. no, I mean, that was that was a serious concussion that that really affected him and and thank God that he recovered from it to to really come back and they won two more cups after that because of what Marion Hosa did. but but Rafi Torres, I mean, if had things gone a slightly even worse, that would have been, you know, lights out for Jose's for career.
3: Yeah, I uh I would have taken him second overall. Wow. Torres. <laughs> like he he was he was absolutely the worst guy you could have had in the NHL at that time. And I'm not sure it's been top since. Um so I love that pick from you. All right. For my second round pick, I gotta go Joe West. Uh. Joe West. <laughs> Fox fan
2: checking in. Screw Joe West. Do we have I, Hawk Harrelson yeah, on line have, three? Because Hawk agrees with that. Every, yeah, we have a Hawk sound Actually, board, they yeah? like you. They're buddies now. Yeah, they're friends They're now. buddies now. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah well, yeah, Cowboy Joe
3: and I are not friends. We won't be friends. Um, so yeah, I gotta go Joe West. We'll never forgive him for the Mark Burley incident. Literally I was thinking, it was like, like, how do you throw out one of the best
1: people of all time? Like, okay. And, like, give Mark Burley some credit. He's not that guy who's a hothead. Should give him some uh, leeway. God, Joe West, just making me mad right now. I
3: hate him. Like, Hawk's reaction in that moment was, was perfect. <laughs> Slightly ridiculous, but perfect <laughs> because it was totally justified. It, it was, I, I still can't believe that that incident happened. So, yeah, Joe West.
2: The reason that's a great pick, too, is because both sides of town can't stand the guy. You know, it's not just Cubs fans don't like him or Sox fans don't like him. Most baseball fans are, you know, they did that whole parade of this is his last game. And I was thinking, who's out there like going crazy and cheering for Joe West on this goodbye (laughs) campaign? Like, not in Chicago, I'll tell you that. Yeah. So, okay, I would have gone a little bit strategic
0: here because I'm on this panel with another fellow Badger basketball fan and Badger alum and, Mm -hmm. and Adam, which is part of the reason he's here. So I would have taken (laughs) Grayson Allen because we hate Grayson Allen. Yeah. (laughs) But you already took John Starks, so I don't – I can leave him exposed here. I know I'm – Because I can't pick him. Yeah. I know Herb is going to uh, probably, you know, ruin my buzz here maybe.
3: By -hmm. the way, that shows you how much I really hate John Starks, that I would have passed on Grayson Allen. Because the the Grayson Allen hate, as much as it is for Bulls fans right now, if you also happen to be a Wisconsin Badger fan, it runs so much deeper – because he killed your only opportunity to ever win a national championship. I, I do love that Bucks fans have to root for him. Yeah, there's a divi- <laughs> in Wisconsin. There's like uh, Badger fans that now have to root for him. All right,
0: I've, you know what? I'm going to go uh, Ryan Braun, who is Aaron Rodgers' good friend. I don't know if they're still great friends. It makes to, sense that they're they friends. used to run really, you know. But That's, yeah, Ryan Braun was a guy that kind of came in that that wave of 2007, and it looked like he was really going to define a next era of baseball. With guys like uh, you know Justin Upton and great player and what ryan braun did with with the peds and then throwing was it a a ups driver under the dhl driver under the bus blamed it on the driver yeah yeah. lost job (laughs) (laughs) livelihood yeah yeah and it's such a weird thing because you know that brewers team you know uh, prince fielder one of the most likable athletes i mean you gotta love prince fielder and ryan braun was a little bit likable for for a while Mm -hmm. then he just went straight villain he had that that really bad um, appearance in Maryvale after after that whole thing. And then he just had, like, he was there for, like, 10 years. And I don't even think Brewers fans like him. He wasn't good. Chicago at, fans after
1: certainly that. don't. His last couple of years, he was just you know, a liability on the Brewers. Imagine that. He didn't have he the had, juice with him anymore. My two picks? I'm going to pick Chicago's own Isaiah Thomas. All right. Oh, and I got wow, Grayson then. Yeah. He yeah. is persona non grata in this city. He... Like the CBA is no not a thing anymore because of Isaiah Thomas. Not to even mention the Pistons Bulls rivalry and all the dirty stuff he did with the Pistons <laughs> against the Bulls. And so yeah, Isaiah Thomas, he's just a not a good guy. And I love that Jordan shut him out, even though Jordan says he didn't shut him out of that d- dream team. And Magic's taking the blame for that. I love that Jordan's like, Nah, I'm playing. If that man's playing, so get off of my team, Isaiah Thomas. And I'm going to go with a surprise one, only because I want to use the the reference, which I think only a couple of you guys are going to get, the Sadeen twins. Yeah. Um, mm. Just one of the guys, that movie back in the 80s <laughs> where the lady dresses up as a guy so she can win some award. Yeah. There's a scene in the gym where there's two twins. They don't like to be separated, so they you know pick teams for a ball game. And when they're getting separated, they make this – visceral sound, like, eee! I feel that's the Sedin Twins. When they got drafted, they both had to be drafted by the Canucks. They both had to play in the same line. They had to retire at the same time. Just, you're grown men. You can be away from
0: your brother for five seconds. What's interesting is the, that that Canucks team had a lot more detestable characters. Lots more. Uh, the Sedin Twins, from all accounts, generally they're gentlemen off the ice. But, yeah, they whine on the ice. Yeah. You know, they kind of had that little evil... Bond villain look. And they uh,
1: represented the Canucks, even but, though they were right. probably not of the Canucks, and what they did, they were the face of the Canucks for the Luongo, for whole time.
0: Burroughs, Kessler, oh, I the worst I love, by, I love Roberto Luongo. <laughs>
2: guilty by association.
0: Luongo's fun now, awesome. but at the time. Uh, Isaiah Thomas is interesting, because he kind of belongs to that really weird fraternity of people who are from Chicago, and Chicagoans don't claim. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. Isaiah Thomas... Coach K, no, no one's being like, hey, Chicago's favorite son, Coach K, hanging up at Duke. No one here cares. No. Um, R. Kelly. <laughs> R. Kelly definitely. <laughs> oh, we're going sports. My He's bad. To uh, the top of the list Jim now. Jim Belushi. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it, that, that's a really weird um, subset. I'm up again. So yeah. I, I guess I'm locked into Grayson. So I, I have my pick here um, between Chris Pronger and Dino Cicerelli, right? So I miss the whole Dino Cicerelli, like really era. Like that was the Minnesota North Stars, Chicago Blackhawks rivalry, which doesn't exist because who can hate a Minnesota Wild? Like, what is a Wild, right? What is yeah. a Wild? But Their Dino Cicerelli like was donuts. like the ultimate instigator. Four straight years, the Hawks and Wild, or the Hawks and North Stars played, you know, and Al Secord and Dino would go, go against each other. But then you got Chris Pronger, who you've got that joint blues slash Flyers
3: thing. But I'm going to go Dino because what a red ass that guy was. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess that locks me in the Pronger, but that's probably who I would have picked between those two anyway. Um, All right. So I got to pick an NFL guy here. Got to go Cody Parkey. (laughs) Double doink. I got to go Cody Parkey. Cody Parkey made my entire uh, offseason. You know, a, a living nightmare covering a kicking competition, um, you know, um, you know, it's oh personal, God. right? No, um, it, God, it, it, like the one good season and it been covering the team for 11 years now. The one good season ended that way. Right. And, you know, we're all looking at our flights to go to L.A. the following week. And, and what's. What, what's going to happen? The bears are going to make a run. And then it ends like that. And then the entire off season was about kickers. So I'm going Cody park. And the anyway. today show appearance. Yeah. I was that saying. was, that was it, the it, worst. That's what that was not over. a good It idea. wasn't just the, you know,
2: even for his teammate, like yeah. short lived teammates. And that's that something that Nagy a took idea.
0: a stand on. You talk about him not taking a stand against Aaron Rodgers but Nagy was not, not about that.
3: Right. Which is why sometimes, well, I mean, and I understood that definitely why they, it was a very me type thing. Um, for him to do and he didn't listen to the team on doing that and you know so
2: yeah a pretty easy choice there so it's my turn mm-hmm. yeah. and I have to go Charles Martin in the NFL you and do. obviously the reason he's on there is he the, he's the guy that body slammed right Jim McMahon right when you know Jim McMahon in his prime for the Bears where you were thinking this is gonna this is gonna work out well again like He's a he was a dirt, another dirty player. We got a, we've got a pretty good list of dirty players yeah. on there. And Charles Martin uh, will always be hated by Bears fans for body slamming Jim McMahon. Do you so, know who
0: the referee was for that game?
2: Ed Hockley? That's all I can come up Chicago's with. Chicago's own Jerry Markbright. Mm. Oh. oh, we don't claim him. Just like so many. <laughs> I do.
0: Jerry, Jerry's a good guy. Okay,
2: um, and that takes me to the NBA for my last pick. I mean. For me, it's easy. There, There is a respect for LeBron James. I don't – it's LeBron James, the player that I'm talking about. I think he does some good things in the community. It's the constant – and this is this one's not his fault – the constant comparison to Michael Jordan. I don't want to have that conversation ever again in my life. I just – when somebody brings it up, I just stay out of it because it's so ridiculous and stupid. My issue with him is the jumping around to different teams – Okay. And 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 the decision which was obviously a horrible horrible move. I can't stand that he's gone everywhere and when he goes there he demands certain things they win but as soon as it goes wrong because of his decisions mm-hmm. see ya I'm out of here I'm <laughs> moving on to the next best show. And to me that is not that is not a, the way a superstar player should act in my opinion. It's obviously his prerogative to act that way. I'd rather see a guy like Tim Duncan win, stay there, rebuild with new guys, rebuild again with new guys, and keep winning that way as opposed to just jumping all over the NBA, grabbing a friend, and hoping it works, and when it doesn't, oh, somebody's got to go. This guy's terrible. Give me somebody else. I'm out of here. You know what? He's going to end up in Cleveland before it's over, and we know he's already said he'll play with Bronny before it's over.
0: Willie.
1: A great,
2: <laughs> a great talent. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> One of the greatest NBA players of all time. Yeah.
0: But he, he Not, also prevented the Bulls from, from.
2: Yeah, and he was very unlikable on on the Heat teams, on the Cleveland teams. You name it, he's been unlikable for Bulls fans. So, I feel good about LeBron as my fourth round pick. Pretty good. Yeah, it's good.
3: Oh, I got uh, Chris Pronger here in the last round, and um, is it, this is all just from 2010? Stanley Cup finals
0: well, he, mm-hmm. with the blues and yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I have much stronger opinions about the Sidine twins and definitely Rafi Torres, but
2: what about David Backus? That's a name I know we were throwing around yesterday. Wakey wakey, wakey yeah. would have been, I think
0: we struggled. We struggled filling out that Hawks thing because there's a lot yeah. of unlikable red wings. Obviously the red wings were such a foil. They were like the Aaron Rodgers to the black Hawks for a good 20 straight years. Could never beat them. It did, just didn't matter. But there was a begrudging respect, respect for Nicholas Lidstrom and Pavel Datsuk. You hated Bob Probert, but then he he, he ended up here. Um, uh, yeah, it, it was just tough. So you you have to go with Pronger. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's all right. Huh? And that that big buff hit on Pronger is an all-time Chicago highlight. Yes, he just, yeah. just Drill them. <laughs> uh, I'm going with Grayson Allen. I'll take it. I thought that maybe Luke was. Uh, Going to play spoiler there. I didn't realize that I <laughs> left myself exposed, but I, I appreciate that, Luke. Uh, <laughs> the coffee this afternoon is on me. Oh, you, I'm <laughs> taking that. I'll take you up on that. And I got to go with Albert Bell.
1: Like yeah. his two years here with the White Sox were amazing. They're awesome. But he did most of his damage in the second half, with the White Sox were way out. He still, I think, in 1998, that's still the best offensive season in White Sox recent history. Um. So he, he was he was, insane he was good. that year. Yeah, he was great, <clears throat> but the Fernando Vina thing where he pretty much forearm shivered him at second base. The Hannah Storm thing where he's berating her, and I think he threw a baseball at a reporter too.
0: Uh, did he throw fireworks at kids? Yeah, cork Trick bat treaters. Cork, cork bat like at, a snowball at, at Cork, cork Fox, bat at, at at Sox Park. Yeah, and I think it was Jason, Jason Grimsley had to go through
1: the. <laughs> To the umpire's room and take it back from him like there's yeah. a lot of stuff and omar Vizquel said and he's also a detestable guy yeah he said that all albert's bells were courts so and we're forgetting about and i just looked it up i remember he like got either egged or ding-dong ditched by some kids and he chased those kids down and like hit one of them with his car <laughs> so huh. yeah he's been in jail after his career too so yeah. albert bell is a horrible
0: human being. And, and, those, and in, those, he Indians, the Indians. those Indians teams were very, pretty oh, much likeable. Except a, for Jim That
1: was yeah. it. Jim and Jim was awesome. But all cool. the Always. rest of those guys, like, that, that was right after that, the strike of uh, 94, 95. And I was like, all right, here we go, White Sox. And the Indians just went
0: and hid from the you White Sox. I love that Tommy is claimed by four different teams. Everyone thinks that they're like, their most special team to Jim Tony. and
1: Cleveland can't claim him. I remember he, when he was on the White. A statue. When he was on the White Sox, the Cleveland Indian fans booed him lustily <laughs> until he came back like late
0: in his career. I'm like, no, where, you can't. Where does he him. live now, though? Right. Yeah, exactly. He Lives here and works for the White Sox. All right. So look, I'm looking at right now at this this field. I honestly, I don't know about you guys. I actually kind of like Herbs the best. I think Herb won this. Ooh. I mean, the Sedin Twins are too nice
2: to be That's detestable. A, it's a real good list. If you had to if you were like, oh, am I gonna add one guy as an asterisk at the bottom of my list, yeah. is there somebody like I could think of a couple of them. For me, I love LeBron at the bottom there for my fourth pick, but man, I I hated Reggie Miller almost almost as much as I hated John Starks. Respected him, like him now a lot. Yeah. But Reggie Miller went boy, those Indiana teams had some unlikable guys on it too. I mean if you Pacer just teams were
1: talking about a narcissist and a person that thinks the game is all about him—I think Adam won because he got that second-round pick with Cowboy Joe. Like, <laughs> it's just—it's—it's it's so
3: ridiculous that an yeah. umpire is even a choice. Exactly. Yeah. Like that just shows you how out of line he had to be all the time yeah. for him to be not only even on this list of potential picks but drafted that high. Yeah. I'm not a big Chris
0: Carter guy. I'd probably have Chris Carter on there. Mm.
2: Chris Carter, yeah. yeah. Oh, I is. tried to—I tried to throw out the idea of. A.J. only because both sides of towns it disliked him at one point. Like, Sox fans couldn't stand him when he was with the Twins. Not at all. Now he's a hero for the White Sox, and Cubs fans are kind of yeah. like, man, I liked when Michael Barrett punched him. So at some point, A.J. And then was disliked for both if sides you're of you're watching
1: town. the playoffs this year, Sox fans turned on him because they thought the broadcast was unfair with him and Adam Amin. Sox fans did not like A.J.'s broadcast. He, he's got to play it down the middle. He can't just be a Sox homer in there with – with pom-poms and such. And so Sox fans, when Houston was pounding the White Sox, he was calling what was going on, and they're like, oh, come on, AJ, you're a White Sox. Like, So I'm sure White Sox fans are like, yeah, AJ's kind of a dick, dick too. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> on the White Sox fans if they're really – You're talking about the last game? I'm talking about game two – no, game one and game two in okay. uh, in Houston. I think game one was done by Adam Amin and AJ, and game two was done like Bob Costas and other people. But game one in Houston – if you look at the White Sox Twitter, they detest AJ and s- specifically Adam Amin. I think he had to shut down his uh, Twitter and make really. it private because there was so much vitriol towards him as if he was rooting against the White Sox. They were just getting their ass kicked. He was telling the truth. Or control your people, man. Yeah,
0: okay. That's what's going on.
2: Hey, we are, we are a feisty bunch. Twitter was angry, huh? I mean, White <laughs> <Never> Sox, <laughs> White Sox Twitter have? is never perpetually happened.
0: angry. Yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun, guys. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit Bulls and baseball lockout coming up. But if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you out. In case you missed it, online signup is available in Illinois right now. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone, even by the time you're done with this podcast. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, let's bring this home. Big win for the (laughs) Bulls last night. Uh, Look, the Pistons are not a great team. Uh, They they might be a promising team, Mm -hmm. but they're not a great team. Uh, DeMar came back and was fourth quarter DeMar. 40th win of the season. They got there uh, very quickly. They're almost to last year's win total. But obviously they're having problems. They can't be good teams. What, in your mind, would make this season a success from you going forward? Um,
1: make it into the second round of the playoffs would be a successful season. And remember, not having Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso is hurting them majorly. Like, when Alex Caruso and Lonzo Ball are in there, they're one of the best defensive teams. They raid out one of the best defensive teams in the league. Now they're about 28th, 29th. So those things make a difference. Once those two guys come back and we get P. P. Williams back too, I think the Bulls will be a different team that can be better teams. I don't know why I didn't turn this uh, sound off on my phone. It just keeps (laughs) on going on. Um, But, yes, I think the Bulls, a second-round exit. I don't think they're the top three teams. The Nets are better than them, even though the record might not say so. The Miami Heat are better than them. The Bucks are better than them. And there might be other teams in there, but – if they go and win the first round, i am like, okay, at least you won a playoff series. Second round will be versus a much tougher team, and they'll probably bow out.
0: So, first round for you. Yeah.
1: No, they got to make it to the second round. First round, that just well, that's make, what I'm saying. First yeah, round victory, first victory round is, you're happy with that. Oh, yeah. If they win a first
2: round series, baby, let's go. I'd agree. Win a, win a playoff series for the first time in a long time. I also think a positive right now would be to focus on the four seed forget about you're not getting the one or the two seed. But if you can get the four seed and get home court advantage mm-hmm. for a series, it's something to build on. Then you win that series, you feel good about it. And I do think last night was one of those points where, for me, they they were teetering on it a little bit. You lose yeah. five in a row, and it takes Tristan Thompson having a, a meltdown on the bench, and then they finally started playing defense, and they went to the basket, like, four straight possessions. It was Io, it, it was Damar, then it was Zach, and, like, they got to the free throw line. They started playing tough basketball instead of just waiting for threes and working outside. And I think if you lose to the Pistons there, some alarms start to go off even with the guys that are coming back. But that is the saving grace that if you want to talk about a great season, that would be winning a second-round playoff game. And I don't think it's impossible if those guys come back and they play well.
3: Yeah, it's just it's hard to evaluate because we really haven't seen the team at full strength for – Really, the whole season when how early Patrick Williams got hurt, um, and I also think it's probably somewhat unrealistic to expect them to just all come back and everything to click, yeah. and all of a sudden they're you know back to being at the top of the Eastern Conference. Um, so I would agree with you guys. I think winning at least one—I I guess I, I'll like kind of flip it and look at it the other way. If they if they don't win a first round series, like I'll look at it as a disappointing season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think first of all, I had somewhat high expectations for this team going into the year not like super high but just like I expected them to make the playoffs I bet the over uh, yeah, on the wi- on the wins one. right yeah. and so uh, and then I think that what we saw early in the season even adjusted those expectations even more and it's okay yeah. to adjust the expectations so if they're really healthy going into the playoffs if they don't win the first round series that's all of a sudden it's a disappointing For season sure. to me.
0: I want to recapture some of that feeling that we had early on. I mean, it, it was a little bit of a surprise they gelled so well. DeMar has been unbelievable. And I think really, you know, even though they haven't beat great teams, there was just this really great feeling like, hey, they're sticking in with some of the, uh, the really good teams. They went out there, and not that the Lakers are a great team, but they, they beat the Lakers. And obviously the first-round victory is, is big, but I would like to see them go out, and they, they've got back-to-back games against Phoenix and Utah. Win one of those, if not both. I don't think it's going to happen. Phoenix is really good. Utah mm-hmm. is really good. But I'd like to see them kind of come through and, and maybe get that. And they've got another great game at, at the Garden. And, and maybe rekindle that, that rivalry. Really get this rivalry going with the Bucks Because that bulls Bucks rivalry has never really been a great thing because they've never been good at the same time. Um, so, yes, first round. and um, But, yeah, let's just feel special about this team again. And this fi- this five-game losing streak – came at a bad time for chgo but it came at you know it's it's really hard for bulls fans to reconcile right now so thank god it's over let's talk about the baseball lockout which is not over (laughs) unless it happened here is it close okay i don't i can't even read the comments maybe if people, people keep us updated there but um is this gonna really affect baseball in chicago obviously from a national perspective, baseball is all already reeling. It's not good from a PR. But once that lockout is lifted and we get opening day set on both sides of town, is it going to be water under the bridge, or do you think it's going to have a lasting effect,
3: similar to '94? I mean, I don't necessarily think there's going to be. I, I think there'll be enough excitement. In the baseball's back that it, you know, in the short term, people, especially White Sox fans, are going to be excited because they have a good team to root for. My concern, though, is just I'm in the camp of longtime baseball fans who feel like the sport's losing me a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's what I'm worried about. And I, you know, I took my son to the last playoff game, and it, it oddly was one of the most fun games I've been to despite the result. The White Sox got killed. Mm-hmm. Um because my son had so much fun at the game. Like, he didn't care what the score was. He was just – in and so, like, to kind of and – and my dad was there, and we had the same experiences when I was young. So, like, to me, that's what baseball is all about. And it's just becoming – maybe it's just me getting older. I don't know. Just seeing the sport – I'd never say the sport's dying, but it's bleeding. Like, I look at, yeah. the you know, our four major sports, and you can even go into – Like, the WNBA is on the rise. You know, women's soccer is on the rise. MLS is on the rise. NFL sure as hell is on the rise. NBA keeps getting popular. I don't know about the NHL, but they're probably doing okay. Like, baseball is the one sport that clearly is going the wrong direction to me. And that's what
2: I... You think it's going the wrong direction in Chicago, (laughs) though? That's...
3: Yes, I do. This, we side. do love Yeah, our yeah I do.
2: I, I get what you're saying. It is a very regional sport. It's a parochial sport, yes. Yeah, and in Chicago, I think those games are always going to be important mm-hmm. on both sides of town, where maybe in some other cities, that's where they're really I, – I feel bad for Sox fans currently because they're getting to miss their team getting ready to peak and head into their prime yeah. of this rebuild, and it's like you should get to see every game of that, that's possible. You should see all 162. You shouldn't have to see a shortened season. You shouldn't have to wait to see him come back and have that opportunity again. I don't think long-term on the north side is that, you know, people worry about the money. They say the money. On the north side, they're building a sports book over there. They've, they've got money coming in. You look they're at buying They're buying Chelsea too now. So they're, they're, like, yeah. well, what about the money? Forget that. The, the, mon- <laughs> the money part is fine, and the diehard Cub fans will come back, and the diehard Sox fans will come back. What you have to worry about losing is the people that are currently just like, eh, no big deal, and I'm going to go back to playing Fortnite or whatever else it is, or I'm going to go back to watching YouTube or CHGO all day, whatever it might be, and we like that part of it. But, you know, I mean, there's there's so many other options than just sitting around watching baseball for three and a half, four hours. It's the fringe fans.
0: Look at this, uh, Mark Feinson from uh, New York Reporter. As I just reported on MLB Network – uh, the C, you know? just, no I can't see that. Oh, <laughs> <second>. oh, wow. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> if the CB is ratified today, opening day would likely be April 7th. That would be big because right now we have four series canceled that they've wiped off yeah. the books and we're looking, had another two weeks been, been, uh, wiped out, it would have been, uh, what the, the Cubs and Sox would have been opening day on like what? May 3rd. Yeah. Yep. yep.
3: Well, and also in there, the business of baseball would open tonight. There's still a lot to figure out in the offseason. And you, like, part of the problem right now is all the publicity is just bad. Like, the fighting looks terrible. There there are no winners. Um, And it's just bad for the game. And meanwhile, the NFL every single day is coming up with, like, Russell Wilson's getting traded. Carson Wentz is getting traded. And next week is free agency in the NFL. So, like, baseball's just continually just getting shellacked here. Um, so, it would be big. It, could you imagine if this thing got figured out in the next couple hours and we spend the rest of the day talking about Major League free Baseball agents, free yeah. agency? like Tonight. Like, yeah, You, you yeah. got to start getting some
1: of that magic back. But to answer your question, Kevin, it's March 10th. You're going to start the season April 7th. White Sox have a lot of work to do. Still got to trade Craig Kimbrell. Still have to sign a right fielder or a second baseman or a DH. That's all we want to do is talk about this stuff. Like, it's just everywhere. Like, Rick Hahn is very, very busy. He has to do all these things. And he he can't talk to any of the agents, any of the players. Like, all these things are bad for the White Sox. As I brought up, the work stoppage in 94, the White Sox were winning that division. They were up a, a game over Cleveland when they resumed. Cleveland took over, and that was the Cleveland uh, pretty much the right rest now. of the second and half of that decade. I don't want that to happen with the Tigers, who are coming, mm. or the Twins, or now the Guardians, or the Royals. Like, they're in a division that they should win, but these things are they equal up the division more than they should because the White Sox will have to go and get some players in a hurry while these other teams are already ready. Like, the Tigers have a whip. They have a good team. And it's maybe not this year, but they're coming. And so yes, it's unfair to White Sox fans that yeah. we're in another work stoppage while
2: we're in our contention, our window of contention. Wouldn't it be crazy if Ryan Poles is signing free agents before yeah. Rickon? <laughs> rick Hahn?
3: I sure hope not. Yeah. <clears throat> and by the way, some of these things that they're talking about are like negative to the White Sox too. Like the this issue with draft. the international draft, yeah. it's like, you know. The argument is that small market teams should have access. I'm like, the White Sox are a small market team in a big market, and they're doing just fine in the international awesome. market. So, like, they don't need a draft. They did their work early.
1: They did yeah. the Mini Minoso, they right. did the Jose Abreu, and they've uh, ingratiated themselves to the Cuban player. And that's why they want to come here. So, they Luis should be Robert. And for that. on the trade with Joan yeah. uh, Moncada, that, yeah, that will hurt for the White Sox, not getting access to the Cuban player who would otherwise side with the White Sox and come and sign with them. As we got Colas. Ready to go in the uh and Cespatus too. Both of those guys are ready in the minor league. So yeah, that's gonna hurt the White Sox big
0: time. Yeah. What's the first thing you want the Cubs to do?
2: Uh they've they've got a wish list we talked about on the CHGO Cubs podcast, and I would say one of them with Cody Hoyer being hurt now is a you know, a high leverage reliever you've got to have. I still think they need a left handed bat. I would love to see them add a starter and I know you guys talked about Carlos Rodon, and you're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Like, Carlos Rodon fits on the north side. That, that's not a bad guy to add. I, I think you, if you want to really show Cubs fans that you are competing now, the one name that came up yesterday was out of the blue, and I think it's crazy. If you go out and add Freddie Freeman to the, to the Cubs with Stroman, <laughs> all of a sudden you go, all right, you're, okay, yeah. you're serious. You're not just dragging us along for four more years. Do something big that's really what I'd like to see one more big move.
0: That'd be a lot of fun. Hopefully we, we get there. Uh, and hopefully we get to that tailgating that you mentioned on last week's Uh. CHGO podcast. (laughs) I'm still looking forward to that and making some concrete plans once we get some dates on the books, but Hey, uh, that'll do it for this week's CHGO podcast. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you hit up all CHGO.com unlock that membership for all the great writing. Our Sox and Cubs writers are, are pumping out content. Um, even now, when, when there's really nothing to do and, and putting those plans in place, our Bulls guys are, are doing great things. And, of course, our Bears guys, led here by Adam. Uh, some great content. Unlock that. Get a free shirt while you're at it. Thanks for joining us. I'm Kevin Kadick. Adam, Luke, and Herb. We'll see you next week.